For the next few moments, turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Matthew chapter 16. Those of you able to stand for the reading of the gospel, please stand with us. Beginning at verse 31, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Look at someone and just tell them it's all because of Jesus. You can take your seat in the sanctuary. It's all because of Jesus. You would have to be subhuman or devoid of any feeling not to feel some type of way this Sunday morning. When our world seems to be in disarray, when there's everything from natural disasters that have taken the lives of so many to sicknesses and ailments within our own family and loved ones who are struggling, from the nomination process of a new Supreme Court justice all the way to the arrest and now conviction of a Chicago police officer in the killing of a lightly armed man. You'd be somewhat a person who lives completely under a rock if you didn't feel some type of way. Some type of way is street talk for, I'm not quite sure how I'm feeling, but I'm about to catch some feelings. I haven't decided on what it is that I feel, but I can tell you I'm feeling. I haven't decided which way this is going to go, but, I, but I'm, I'm feeling some type of way. I don't have a description for it that's clear in my vocabulary just yet, but I'm feeling some type of way. And that, that's true of every believer right now. It's true of all of us because there's so much going on in our personal lives. Some of you right now are in the stage of life where you're dealing with loved ones who are going through sicknesses and ailments. Some of you younger persons in here, baby boomers, you're dealing with your parents who are now sick. And you're trying to figure out their health concerns and their health needs while you're also trying to address your own. You're trying to look at your financial future while helping the future of someone else around you. Some of you are sitting here right now. You're in the twilight of your life, and yet you feel robust and good, but there are days when you get up when you feel like staying down. And each of us comes through something right now, and as we come through the struggle of life, whether it is happiness or loneliness, and whether it is feeling like everything's okay at one end of the spectrum to feeling like everything's falling apart at the other, feeling some type of way. And I thought to myself, where 
is God and how can he help us particularly right now when we are going through so much God what is happening and what can you show us in your holy word and here God landed me here John 16 because John 16 is one of the most interesting passages in all of the Bible because in here is the crux of the New Testament wrapped up in one place but there's no place like John 16 for demonstrating the fullness of God and the fullness of the divine plan of God and the understanding of the foibles in the flesh of humanity. All wrapped up in John 16. He gives us the divine plan of God. He also lets us understand that those who are being planned for are not always going to be well. There are times when they're going to struggle. John 16 reminds us that even believers struggle. John 16 reminds us that even those who walk with Jesus sometimes want to run from Jesus. John 16 reminds us that there are times in our lives when we want to stand and we fail. What John 16 reminds us the most is that God knew it all along. There's something about the fact of knowing that God knew that helps me understand and helps me get through what I'm going through. John 16 helps me with that. John 16 teaches me three lessons. The first lesson John 16 going to teach me is that God cares. God cares. Now, why is it that it's important to you to know that God cares? Because, see, in John 16, Jesus is preparing them for his death. He's letting them know that I'm getting ready to go to Calvary and I'm going to die. He's letting them know that life is not going to be the same for you as it was before. And I want you to understand that before I get to that point of death, you are going to scatter and leave me. He gives them an illustration, a figure of speech, and he says to them, it is going to be for you like watching a woman in travail. You will go through the pain of birth, but on the other side of the pain, you will have great joy. It will be like a woman going through giving birth birthing pains and the trauma of trying to release that which has been birthed in her. You're going to experience giving birth, but after on the other side of the contraction, ah, on the other side of the contraction, on the other side of the push, on the other side of the delivery, I'm going to allow you to feel the deliverance and there'll be joy on the other side. Ah, that, that's not my illustration. That's what Jesus says in this text. And here he raises up for them that God cares. How do we know God cares? He cares prophetically in that he speaks to them what's going to happen before it happens. He prophesies to them. This is what's going to take place. I, I, it, it bothered me for a moment there to think that Jesus would say to them, you're going to scatter and then you're going to come back again. You, you're going to have a hard time and then you're going to come back again. Lord, I, I sometimes get a Peter spirit on me. I ain't going nowhere. I got you. I'm with you until the end. And the Lord looks at all the Peters and say, yeah, right. I know you got me until it gets too hard. 
Let me help somebody up in here. He, he speaks to them prophetically, and he foretold the weaknesses of his disciples. God, why are you going to speak about the weaknesses of them? He told them that this is going to happen, that the time will come when you will scatter from me. Well, I thought you ought to get this, because what he wanted them to understand is, on the other side, after you realize that I've been delivered, after you realize the resurrection has happened, guilt will destroy you if you realize then that you left me and I was going to come through. Guilt will destroy your mind. You'll be so torn up because of the mistake you made that psychologically I'm going to heal you before you get to it. I'm going to tell you it's going to happen and yet I still love you and better than the fact that I love you I still trust you wait a minute ho 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 I know y'all about to miss something up in here listen I still love you and I what do you mean but William Barclay gives us an understanding of this it's interesting that one can forgive somebody for messing up on them and never trust them again I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna let you go I forgive you but I ain't gonna ever trust you no more you, ain't, you can't be back near me no more, but you're forgiven. No, no, we good, we good, everything's fine, but I don't trust you anymore. But Jesus says in advance, I'm going to forgive you for falling away from me, and when you get back to me, I'm going to trust you to deliver my message to everybody else that I'm still Lord of Lords, and I'm still King of Kings, and I still love you, oh good God Almighty. You ought to look at somebody and get excited. Tell them, I'm so glad that God didn't give up on me. He forewarns them because he wants them to understand, I don't want you to lose your mind because you've made a mistake and you couldn't see where I was going. I don't want you to lose your mind, so I'm gonna tell you in advance this is gonna happen. And what I want you to know is, when you have been converted, strengthen the brethren. When did things have come around in your mind? When you get your mind back right, you get some act right in you, stand up and tell somebody else, yeah, I've been through some stuff, but I can tell you that the Lord will allow you to go through, but on the other side, he'll pick you back up again, turn you around, place your feet on solid ground, and give you something to do for the kingdom. But stay with me. I love John 16 because John 16 does not only speak prophetically, which is going to help me psychologically, because if I don't get my mind right, my psyche will mess me up where I won't be any good to anybody. I'll be walking backwards because I don't have the sense to keep my stuff together. What I need is God holding me together. There's been enough stuff that went on in your life that you ought to be somewhere bouncing against the wall. But God said, I'm going to hold on to you. I'll keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on me. But then he not only does that, but he also gives them provision. 
He gives them provision for what they need going forward. In other words, God not only speaks to them prophetically because he knows about their psyche, but he also provides provision for them so that what's going to happen next, they realize they can make it. <sighs> Reverend, let me, let, me, let me see if I can preach this just a little bit farther. So, so Reverend, what do you mean? Well, here's what I mean. Not only does God care, but number two, God is our comforter. Mm -hmm. Because see, not only do I need God to care about me, but I also need God to comfort me. Oh man. See, to care about me means that I, I see you. I see you, I, I see you, I see you where you are. I, I see what you're going through. And I care about what you're dealing with. I care about your tears. I care about your hardship. I care about your trial. I care about your degradation. I, I see you. I, I care. I care. I care. But that's cute. Because a lot of folk care, but they keep on going. The good Samaritan wasn't the first one to care about the man on the side of the road. The priest cared. He just didn't care enough to stop. Because I don't need you just to care. I need you to comfort. I need you to do something about what I'm going through. And if you can't do nothing about it, then your care is nice. It's good to know that, that you, you're thinking about me and everything. But, but it's better to know that you're going to help me in the midst of my trouble and stand with me when I'm going through and cry with me when I cry and hold my head up when it's drooping down and pick me up when I'm falling to the ground and strengthen me when I'm feeling weak. Not talk about me when I'm going through. Not laugh at me when life has been hard on me. Not look at my family and talk down about my children, but stand with me and love me in the middle of my life situation. I don't just need you to care. I need you to comfort. Okay, okay. Yeah, I see y'all still ain't got it yet. I told you it's all in John 16. So what do you mean, Reverend? How does he comfort? Because... He tells them that I'm going away and I'm going to send you the comforter. In John 16, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, the Pedocletos. I'm going to send you the comforter and here's what he's going to do. Not only is he going to comfort you, but he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you into all truth. And because you have him and you have me, you will have peace. I got I, I got to hurry. I got to hurry because y'all ain't got this yet. So let me say I can press my claim one more time. Let me help somebody here. The thing that what Jesus says to us is that not only does God care, but God has sent his 
comforter to be with us in the middle of this. Let me help somebody right here. I know you've been going through some stuff, and I know it's been kind of difficult. I know you've been crying. I know you've been going through. But I want to tell you something. Why do you think it is when you start hearing turning around, you feel something? Because it resonates with something in your spirit that has already resonated with something spoken in the heavens. And therefore your spirit picks up on something, a tune that you couldn't hear before. But when you hear it, your soul hears it. And your soul recognizes, yes, it's turning around for me. Your soul recognizes there's a plan in heaven for me. Your soul recognizes that God is still in control. Your soul recognizes that the authority of the angels in heaven have been commissioned to bless your life. Your soul recognizes that God is getting ready to perform a miracle. And what I need to do is I need to let my soul tap in just a little bit more often. I need my soul to be a witness for my Lord. My soul! My soul! Ain't nothing like my soul. My soul. My, 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 my. I dare you to tap in. I dare you to tap in. Let your soul Touch the things of God. Holy Ghost, have your way. Woo!
do me a favor. Do me a favor. Would you just look over and tell somebody, say, neighbor, God knew me at my worst. And he gave me his best. God knew me at my worst. And he made me his best. Last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing. Not only is God our comforter, but look at somebody now and just say, neighbor, God is in control. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how upset life may make you. You need to keep it in your mind God is still in control. He said, I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. And as he has overcome the world, he is in 